0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on the eve of a brand new league season in Scotland. Stephen Gerrard's happy to launch Rangers title defence with the squad he has as he awaits Alfredo Morelos' return. Celtic are looking forward to welcoming some experienced players after the aftermath of Wednesday's disappointment and Aberdeen and Hibbs both make it through to the next stage of European qualification. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me in the studio this evening, Kilmarnock's flying veteran winger Chris Burke and Scottish Daily Mail's chief football writer Stephen McGowan Stephen a new season Round again Where are we In Scottish football Ahead of this one The football is back The fans are back And that's the big story The fans are coming back And my god How we've missed them I don't care what anyone says Football without fans Has been lousy Absolutely 16 months without A full capacity And it looks as if Now we're We're getting there Aren't we Gordon I was asking you this in the office I hoped you would know the answer by now What is this new season number? Are we at, are we at I 20 think you yet? gave me the answer And do, I do had think to calculate it, 20? it It was 20, yeah I'm, I'm saying 17 was when I first started So It's not a bad innings 37 Now, are you, are you as enthusiastic about a new season as you were 20 years ago? You know what? I'm probably more f- enthusiastic Because yeah. as you get older You have to appreciate things more You don't know how long it's going to last So Yes, the answer to that He's an inspiration, Stephen McGowan I really wish I could say the same <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been in writing? 20, you were telling me Oh, uh, well, well, Longer well, than that We'll fudge over that, thanks very much Right, 01419511025 It is the number It is a brand new season This is the For the next couple of hours Anything is possible You can dream big You can aim wherever you want And we save the fallouts And the doom and gloom until tomorrow afternoon Or maybe not Maybe the European qualification campaigns Brought that around uh, A little bit earlier For some of you But whatever is on your mind 01419511025 Chris Burke And Stephen McGowan Would love to talk to you I think You know most of the big talking points Out there The managers all looking forward To the new season Stephen Gerrard Talking about his squad They of course Begin their title defence Against Livingston tomorrow For Celtic All the debates already Raging Following the Michelin disappointment Trying to get new signings in a lot of finger pointing about where it's been going wrong. Ange Postacoglu spoke again today. And Aberdeen and Hibs, like we said, both successful in European qualification. But everyone in action over the weekend. So no matter what team you support, you've got no excuse. 0141-951-1025. Pick up the phone and let us know what is on your mind. On the pitch, Stephen, you obviously mentioned the fans. And that is the big talking point. Where are we on the pitch then? If you could sum, all, sum it all up in terms of what we're looking forward to. I think we're looking forward to a season, in my opinion, where Rangers will be looking to assert their dominance, complete dominance over the Scottish football, over the game. Um, I think Stephen Gerrard's cup record has obviously left something to be desired, so that's something he's really going to want to correct this season. And I think most people would agree Rangers have an outstanding opportunity to do that. Celtic have not exactly hit the ground running. That was never going to be plausible under the time frame Ange Postacoglu had. After that, you're looking at Aberdeen, you're looking at Hibs again, I think, vying for third. Hearts are going to be interesting. I mean, we talk about the pressure on Ange Postacoglu on Saturday night, but Robbie Nielsen has that as well because Hearts fans have been pretty vocal in their opposition to the way Hearts have played in the Championship. And I think if Hearts don't get something against a fairly understrength Celtic team, I think Robbie Nielsen will come under early pressure. And then you get into the relegation battle where you're looking at two Dundee teams, you're looking at Livingston, you, you know, you're looking at 
all kinds of teams scrappy for their future. But I'll tell you, there's one, one thing which I think people haven't quite caught on to. This is the first time in 16 years, since 2004, 2005, where we've had Glasgow, Edinburgh mm-hmm. and indeed Arby's. Yeah. And that really is going to eliminate the season, I think. Yeah, there's a lot to look forward to, Chris, because... You can say what you like about quality and other things that we debate all day long, but Scottish football never disappoints on drama. It never disappoints in controversy and storylines, and they're all there. As Stephen says, look at the big derbies. You've got Rangers having won the title. Can they do it again? Such a summer of change at Celtic. You've got new managers in in Thomas Courts and Malky mm-hmm. Mackay. There is just so much going on to look forward to this season. And that's why people call up. They're so passionate about the Scottish game. Um, unfortunately, I was I was part of the, the drama of last year when we're talking about there's more derbies in the in the top flight now. Albeit as we have to, you know, be the downfall of that. But it will be a great season. I'm not. I'm I'm sure of it. Again, Rangers are a team that look as if they're unstoppable. Still, they're adding to their to their the group that the, was already strong. The question is, is can Steven Gerrard win more just than the, the title? Um, I think that will be something you'll want to highlight is to make sure that he gets a cup competition um, on his CV at, at Rangers. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, I think it will be excellent. All the drama to come, yeah, Gordon. Come on then, 01419511025. Whether it's your hopes and dreams and aspirations and expectations for the season ahead or whether it's reflecting on the big news stories of the day or the week, whatever you want, pick up the phone. Stephen McGowan and Chris Burke and myself would be absolutely delighted to speak to you. Let's bring in Dominic, who's a Rangers fan from East Kilbride. What's your point tonight, Dominic? Hi, Gordon. Good to have you back after your summer break. Thank you very much. Good to be here. I've missed you. As always, eh... Good evening, Chris. Good evening, Stephen. Hey, Dominic. Uh, a couple of quick points, please, Gordon. Um, first one, it was to do. It was interesting to listen to Stephen Gerard press conference uh, today, this morning, about Morelos saying that he'll be back next week. But I've got a. Is there something the, the producers? I was. I, I think it could be a funny one with this if he does. If, he, if he's back or not, because I think he might be away. Well, I'll tell you what, let, let's play that clip. I'm going to let you hear what Stephen Gerrard had to say in his press conference this morning. He, you know, he says he's in no rush to add to his Rangers squad. He does wait on Alfredo Morelos returning. He's in quarantine after coming back from an extended break following the Copa America. And overall, though, the manager's excited about what he's got to work with. I think ch- things have slightly changed. Um, you know, with the real change of only being allowed um, six outfield subs now and um, obviously one goalie. That's obviously too shy from last year in terms of the domestic. It's slightly different from a European point of view because you can name 12 subs. So it's something with this discussion at the moment. I'm really happy with the squad at the moment, what we've got in the door. Obviously, there's people to, to come back into the squad. Ryan Jack has trained with the group now for, for two, three days and he's had no issues. Um, he's got one more appointment in about 10 days' time for the full green light to go into... Um, aerial challenges and, and full throttle football so that, that's going to be like a new signing to us hopefully in 10 days as well Alfredo obviously once he's followed the government guidelines um, and, and the COVID situation he'll join the group uh, sometime next week so the squad's really strong um, as, as it stands um, if, if there's not a need to add to it I won't do it um, but it's something that we'll We'll, we'll consider in the coming weeks and, and we'll see how we start the season. We'll see how the qualifiers go. It might be something that we come to at the back end of the window. That was Stephen Gerrard speaking at his press conference today. Dominic, what is it in that that makes you think 
Alfredo Morelos is is not going to play for Rangers again. The manager was just saying he's you know he's following the the guidelines and he'll he'll join up with the group after that. I've been I've been I've been put it that way, Gordon, about saying that he won't get about again. Um, I would say that it's just because he's see look every week, week well every sorry every season he's been linked with moves away and all this, but I think this could be a season that the board might just go that right. He's Head's no longer there Because look at Edward against When they were playing Mitchell during the week His head wasn't there You could tell that Right for the minute They kicked the ball um, I just think Morelos Possibly If he's wanting away Then let him go If, the, if, the, if he's right I, I, I've lost count Of how many Transfer windows we, We've had this discussion Chris mm-hmm. But that's what happens Surrounding good players Everybody knows That at some point They want to move on Is this the time Or, or will, we, will we revisit this In January Well how- what does Dominic think? I think, you know, there's going to be a time where they probably will sell Morelos. Um, is this a perfect time? Probably. Um, obviously, there's been noise in the past from him that he maybe wants to go. I think Porto is one that's made your interest, but that's went a little bit quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, usually, when a number nine's been targeted, it's the back end of the transfer window, so it's late. Um, how much can you get from it? I know Rangers have spoken in the past about they maybe have to sell one or two to to balance the funds. But if Morelos goes, can Rangers still win the title and go for the cup competitions? Because they've got Defoe, Eaton, Roof and Sakala now. So would the Rangers fans be happy if Morelos it's sold and as Steven Gerrard says he's unsure that he might add to the squad and I just want to know what Dominic would think of that Well Chris it's a valid point um, for me he's still the number one striker I would put him in the first team ahead of the likes of the names you mentioned but look, I would happily keep him for another season but as you know if he get offered a new contract would they sign it? Probably not because Obviously, money talks, you know that yourself, but I think he's wanting away, to be honest. Stephen, what do you think this time around? I think Dominic really mentioned a very interesting point there about the contrast or the comparison with Edward Celtic. I mean, the two of them look as if they don't especially want to be in Glasgow any longer. Look, we have to be realistic about this. Every overseas player reaches... His shelf life when he decides it's time to go and try new pastures and go and possibly earn more money somewhere else in one of the bigger leagues. Um, I think what's different is that if you look at Rangers, as Chris alluded to there, they have Sakala, they have Roof, they have Eaton, they have Defoe. If Celtic lose Edward, they have Griffiths and they have Ayeti, neither of whom are exactly pulling up right. trees at the moment. So Rangers can afford to lose Alfredo Morelos. But I think it is important for Rangers' point of view that they get a fee which sets down a marker for the future. Mm. They've seen Celtic getting big fees for players like Kieran Tierney and even 11.5 million for for Jeremy Fingpong. I think Rangers really need to get something in the region of 18 to 20 million for Morelos to really lay down a marker and say, that's the kind of club Mm. we are now, that's the level we're at, and really say we are not going to sell players at all on the cheap. And that, I suspect, will refer to... A reply to Glenn Kamara as well Who's the other one who's interested in this summer as well I think uh, Dominic how does it feel to be going into the new season As champions Does it does it feel different What are your, your hopes and, and dreams for the season ahead um, I'm hoping Gordon that, uh, we were the same, uh, It looked very good Excuse me Successful season last season um, 
just a shame about the two cup competitions that we've mentioned. But uh, no, I know I think got nothing to be be worried about with Celtic because they have been woeful. They've also continued the last season just um, on the signing fronts. Manager reminds me of exactly when we were in the states with Pedro Cucinha. He reminds me of Pedro Cucinha. So um, I think she's for me. I forget the Champions League group stages. Um, and maybe one of the cups in the league, then that would be a very good season for us. Brilliant, thank you, Dominic. What does success look like for your team this season? You, any team, every team. Let's hear them all. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Martin is just along the road in Clyde Bank. He's a Celtic fan. It's the eve of the new season, Martin. But I suspect you're possibly a little bit more interested in the aftermath of, of Wednesday night still at this stage. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. I mean. Wednesday night, obviously a disaster for the club. But what can you expect? I'd say that defence that was out is probably the worst defence I've seen in Celtic in arguably the last 25 years. I mean, it's full of youth players. And, for example, Anthony Ralston was out in loan at St Johnston, who really, in my opinion, isn't really good enough to be at the club. But this comes from the board for last season. We had arguably four players who were on loan who were all on a first team. Now, the guys go... There's no backup plan to replace them and look at the state of where it's left the team and where it's left us out of Europe, uh, sorry, out of the Champions League again. Might be lucky to qualify for the Europa League and maybe even lucky to finish second and that comes down to the board not signing replacements, selling players for high, high top money and just not bringing anybody else in. Yeah, I mean, to be fair to those guys the other night, in the isolation, they actually did okay. So I, I don't think we should sort of single them out for unfair criticism, but... The wider point remains, Stephen. It's been the dominant story all week. You summed it up brilliantly in, in your column in the Scottish Daily Mail this morning. What What is happening at Celtic? It just feels like the chickens are coming home to roost. I mean, I said, Dominic Mackay, the new chief executive, speaks often about modernisation. And Celtic had the perfect opportunity to modernise when they were bestriding the Scottish game, winning title after title and treble after treble. That was a time where they had the breathing space and the money in the bank from Champions League campaigns under Brendan Rodgers to go and actually invest in the club, in the infrastructure. You know, to get a director of football in who would set an identity and an ethos, to maybe look at new technologies, to analyt- analytics and data like clubs like, like Mitchelland and Brentford have done. And for whatever reason, they didn't do it. And I think when they stood still, I think convincing themselves that because they were winning titles and trophies, they were doing fine and let's be honest at the time probably when we didn't challenge them hard enough on that football was passing them by and Celtic now are paying a really heavy price for that um, but you know there are some recurring themes if you remember the John McGinn fiasco really caused ripples Brendan Rodgers was very unhappy you would have thought they would have learned something from that but it does feel as if every year the vital key cornerstone signings are made after the qualifiers and you just wonder when the day will come when Celtic experiment with a new signing policy of signing actual central defenders to play in central defence for the biggest games of their season. It's hardly radical. It's fairly sensible. It's fairly normal. But it never seems to happen. And, you know, I mean, listen, I, would, I, I will hold my hands up. I probably, I was one of the journalists who was critical of fans for what were perceived to be a sense of entitlement at times last season when they were incredibly angry. Actually, you know what? Standing where they are now, mea culpa, I don't think the fans are angry enough. Does that sum up, Martin, how you, you're feeling at the moment? Yeah, 100%. I mean, 
if you look at the club in the last couple of years, yeah, we've won domestic trophies, it's been brilliant, we've had a great nine years, but you look at us in Europe over the last five, six years, we're gradually going back in knockout games, maybe four or five years ago, getting knocked out off Kluge in the playoff round, then going back, Athens third round, now the last two years in a row it's the second round. I mean, if the board don't act soon, how long is it going to be before we're getting knocked out in the first round? Yeah, I mean, so, I, think, I was just going to put that to Chris Burke, Chris, mm-hmm. that... I can't put a number on it I know it'll be more than 10 Because Well they were chasing 10 in a row But it, it's been a long old time Since Celtic fans felt this way On the eve of a new season For the last Decade It's been all about Winning the next title And yeah they've had Champions League disappointments But they've They've generally You know kind of Made up for it domestically And, and they've had a lot to look forward to And I'm not saying They don't have a lot to look forward to But it's quite telling That at 20 past 6 The night before The league season starts That's the way Martin's feeling About yeah. the season ahead But the, the thing I think Martin and maybe the Celtic fans will have to just accept at this moment in time is that I, I think Europe has to take a back step and they have to concentrate domestically. Can you do that though when your closest rivals who are already ahead of you might then go and get the tens of millions out, out the Champions yeah, League? Yeah, well, that's another factor, isn't it? They're basically maybe gifting the best part of 50 plus million to Rangers because of the position they're in just now. You know, Martin spoke about their defence and I understand that, but I think it was probably the youngest defence I've. I've seen in a Celtic mm-hmm. jersey. I think it was the best part of what the average age of twenty one. Yep. Um, so you are right in saying that they are gifting Rangers money, and then they can even be stronger again. I think you know, on paper, the last what eight seasons, I think last eight attempts, I think Celtic only made the Champions League twice. So that's why I'm saying I think they have to just put Europe in the back burner. And, and see where they can go domestically now I'm sure there's plenty more where that came from I'll have to leave it there Martin But pick up the phone some other time We'd be delighted to speak to you We need to get some travel And then we will hear more from Stephen Gerrard's press conference today More from Ange Postacoglu's press conference today And more crucially, more from you You are the voice of Scottish football Call 0141 951 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Stephen McGowan and Chris Burke are here on the eve of a new league season in Scotland If you can't get up for a new season with just a few hours to go Then this game is lost on you Pick up the phone and let us know how you're feeling 01419511025 We are on Twitter as well You'll find us over there at Clyde SSB Interestingly enough, right, a lot of tweets coming in um, Some about football, but more about Worrying where Hugh Keevans is So just to clear up a couple of things right? First of all he's still alive He's still here He's he's away celebrating his 50th wedding anniversary oh, Who's paying for that? Well, not him There's was, not a chance was, Hugh Keevans is imagine. digging deep into his wallet to so, pay for that what, be, Between now and 8 o'clock You two can argue amongst yourselves And decide which one of you is Hugh Keevans for the night Right? It's a position oh, no one I'm wants still, to be I in I think I'm still the old curmudgeon of the so, two so I, mean, I think it has to be Stephen It, it no. might have to be Stephen None he, taken He will be back eventually But he's <laughs> swanning off these Lady Keevans treating her for the 50th wedding anniversary It'll so. be a McDonald's if she's lucky Well this is the thing right That's, That is the sort of life I thought he would lead But he wasn't here on Monday He's not here tonight I don't think I think he's not back till next week So he must have big plans Evans The caravan and Anstruller must be getting Evans Try to see a windows open though You never know Nah he'll, oh, are you joking He'll be back He'll be back He's got a statue outside the door for goodness sake Right anyway Andy is next up on the line Andy's calling from Stirling tonight How's it going Andy? I fine, thanks. How are you guys? All right? Not bad at all. What's on your mind tonight? I was listening to Martin's call, the last boy, the Celtic supporter. Um, I felt it was a wee bit unfair on that defence. 
to be quite honest. That's two young guys that are in there who are, who are basically learning their trade. It's not their fault they're in that predicament. They've been thrust in there. However, if you actually have a look at who Celtic uh, have brought in, they've brought Starfield in, uh, the, the, the Japanese fella, uh, who I can't pronounce his name, he used to come in. Uh, you've got Julian to come back, you've got Starfield. So they are making tracks. It's not the finished product, but I, I, I genuinely don't believe they'll be as bad as people think. Well, funnily enough, Ange Postacoglu was speaking about that today and Chris mentioned that it was an average age of 21 for a back four, which is, is quite something. Um, but he's ready to welcome some experience back. Carl Starfeld could make his debut tomorrow at Hearts. Uh, Kyogo Furuhashi is the name you're looking for, Andy. I've been practising that one. He's also in contention as well. He's an experienced guy. You know, I've sort of said that I think it's been a bit unfair The the pressure I've put on or, or exposed some of our defenders so far, some of the young ones who have done awfully well and guys like Dane Murray and, and Welsh even Anthony Rolston. So, you know, um, it's great to get some experience through the door. Can I ask an update on the Furuhashi? How is, how is he? Is he ready? Is he available for the weekend or do you expect him maybe a couple of days to get fit? Or? You know, you know, he's good. He's, he's, he's doing his quarantine down in uh, London, but he's out. Um, you know, with the early release there, and he's been training. We've sent one of our guys down there uh, to to help him, and uh, and also Carl while he was down there. So he's doing individual sessions, and uh, today's his last day. So um, the good thing about uh, Kyogo is that you know he's mid-season, so <clears throat> you know apart from the, the days in quarantine he had in travel, um, he should be in good condition. And uh, <coughs> I'm just waiting to hear updates in terms of his eligibility, but. If not tomorrow He'll definitely be available For Thursday It's always good to hear Both sides Andy Because I'm sure It's not lost on you Most of the reaction To Celtic's defeat The other night Has been Very Well negative obviously But you know Lots of concerns Lots of worries About the season ahead Lots of finger pointing But you're managing To find a bit More to look forward to Is that is that fair? Well, I, I think you have to. I think you, you know you, you you really have to look and and Ange Postecoglou in his uh, press conference the other night. You know when I, I think it was uh, uh, the, the boy McLean or no McLean, sorry McLeod who who had basically said about the the cat, catastrophe and and I think everything he said made sense. You know uh, and and we can look at Dominic Mackay. These guys are these guys have inherited something that. That, that was never going to be fixed in two weeks but you know you've got to give them time to get in there and bed themselves in but I genuinely don't believe what, what, what we're going to be as bad uh, as, as people maybe think you know I think there's another two players you know Martin was going on about Tony Ralston Tony Ralston is probably one of Celtic's best players uh, on, on Wednesday night you know um, if Barkas doesn't jump out the way of the ball uh, in the first game we're going there 1-0 up you know, so uh, you know, it's, it's it's fine margin. Celtic were by far the better team over the two legs. Yes, they never killed it. Had they had a striker who probably wanted to be there, then we, we maybe wouldn't be having this conversation. Yeah, but the problem is, if is doing a lot of heavy lifting there, Stephen. If Barkas didn't go out the way of the ball, which he did. If there was another striker, which there's not, and and that's where fans who are feeling a bit more frustrated than Andy are coming from. Yeah, it's all very well. Andy is absolutely right to say that Tony Wilson had a good game the other night But it doesn't diminish from the fact that Jeremy Fingpong left at the end of January That El Hamed went quite some time ago as well 
and inexplicably Celtic don't have a permanent right back it doesn't detract from the fact that they have failed to, to strengthen in adequate numbers in centre half although near Beater obviously is something to answer for there so yeah I mean there, there, there are clear and obvious failings there I think Andy makes a fair point however in saying that pro- things probably will get better they're going to try and bring in a right back as a priority they're trying to get Aurelio Buta from uh, Royal Antwerp or that, that does seem to have stalled Trying to get a defensive midfielder. I think they'll try and get another centre half on loan. Joe Hart looks like it's well down the road. Dermot Desmond appears to be taking a personal interest in that. And if Brighton come and solidify their interest, make an acceptable offer for Rodson Edward, which they're definitely in for him, then they'll be looking for another striker as well. So there are players still to come in. The problem is that time is the enemy. You know, Ange Postacoglu, we keep saying he needs time. The one thing you don't get at Celtic is time. But that won't really rebound on Ange Postacoglu because nobody's going to blame him. Nobody thinks he's to blame for this situation. I think the blame, if there is such a thing, mm-hmm. goes higher up the food chain. It, do you see some parts of that that you recognise though, Andy? Because I'm all for people finding a silver lining or a bit of optimism. That That's good, that's healthy. But you mentioned you know, Julian to come back and, and Starrett failed to come in. Whilst this is all true, as Stephen says, that you know, you're still needing a right back, you would probably still look for Another left back You need a goalkeeper presumably Odson Edwards So Although you mentioned some players There's still a lot of big issues to be resolved Are there not? Yeah That that actually that You've actually just validated the next point I'm about to make You know If you actually look what you get When you're reactive Which is Which is basically uh, What Celtic were when they got Greg Taylor I don't think uh, Greg Taylor would have been there if Celtic hadn't been reactive at that time. There was a clamour by the media and everybody else saying, look, you must do this, you must do this, you must get this one. And, you know, Dermot Desmond's not a fool. Uh, and that Celtic board are not fools. They're clever men. And they they basically are the guys who's put Celtic and they've taken them a, a nine in a row. Yes, they didn't get ten in a row. But I'll tell you what, in order to get ten in a row, you had to win the nine behind it. Just want to pick up on one point there, though. Was that some sort of suggestion that the, the media pick which players Celtic sign? No, I think what it is, is I think that, that I would say that at that point, in time where they signed Greg Taylor, I think the media were really pushing Greg Taylor for Celtic. I, I'm not. First of all, I whether whether you agree with that or not, is that not if if that was true, is that not a huge, terrible indictment on your football club? Well, l- listen. At the end of the day, no, just just, to, just on specifically on that because you've you've given lots of praise to the Celtic board. They're clever men. They're not fools. But then you're telling us that they've listened to the media and signed Greg Taylor. Well, I think if you the, the, the board might not always listen to the media, but the one thing that they're duty bound to listen to is the Celtic fans, and you're as well aware as I am. If you have a media that pumps out Greg Taylor, Greg Taylor, Greg Taylor, Greg Taylor, then Greg Taylor becomes the guy that everybody needs. So, from that point of view, yeah, the media always have an influence on everybody's opinion, and that goes right across the board. Don't I, you? Did, I didn't know we were that powerful, Chris Burke. So, what I do know now, between now and eight o'clock, pick your club. We'll make it happen We, yeah, we can start I it. <laughs> Kelly, Sorry Tommy Wright and Kelly fans but I'm staying at Kelly You sure? Yeah I can get, We I'll can get, get you a move Hopefully I can win a cup Stephen are we, are we that influential? No But I'll tell you one thing Andy I think he's made some really good points But he's also Contradicted himself Because he made an excellent start When he said that You can't really blame these young players For the fact they've been pitched in There's no point in abusing them They didn't create this situation Well Surely the same applies to Greg Taylor if he is not good enough, as Andy clearly thinks, then that falls on the people who are recruiting players at Celtic. 
the thing is, you know, well, and what, what does Andy expect? Because if they do sell Edward, you know, they've already sold, you know, Frank Pong, as you, you alluded to Christy there. Fryer and so on. You know, Christy Fryer for all of the amounts of money. So what, you know, you're talking best part of plus 40 million if Edward goes for 20. Will Postacoglu, you spoke about the time, you know, but will he be given the funds to spend... And replace these sort of players Well not from Edward Because when Edward Is a 40% sell on to PSG After you take the £9 million Off for the fee So there won't be That much left of odds on Edward And to be fair To the Celtic board The amount of money Made available Hasn't been the issue In recent seasons It's about where it's gone But that's always the case Gordon It's not about How much you spend It's what you spend it on That will always be the case For Rangers and Celtic I think at the moment What you see is that Rangers Be it through Ross Wilson Or Steven Gerrard Or the contacts they have are spending astutely They're ahead of the game They're planning One or two transfer windows In advance mm. Celtic at the moment Look a bit scattergun They're just trying to catch up Reactive was a good word That Andy used That's where they're at just now They're just trying to Get out from being Desperately snookered At the start of the season That's not a good place to be Ange Postacoglu Was Quite clever In the way he handled Questions about the Goalkeeping situation mm-hmm. today Chris it Didn't give too much away But it's pretty obvious When you drop Barkas the other night It makes it fairly clear That something's going to change In that department Stephen says Joe Hart is somewhere down the line What do you make of that? Because I've I've been fascinated By the social media reaction to it There seems a real split You know where people Quite rightly would say He's played at a brilliant level Hugely experienced That's exactly what we need And mm-hmm. similarly You see the same amount of people saying Not being at the top of his game For a long time Was mistake prone Even back then Not having him What's your own personal take? For Joe Hart? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you should sign Joe Hart. Yeah. Well, if that's what they're looking for in the goalkeeping department, the reason being is he's played in pressurised situations a lot. A lot. And people might say he's made mistakes, yeah, but all goalkeepers do make mistakes, but they probably don't pick out the ones that he's made great saves and mm-hmm. won football matches at crucial moments. You know, he's he's played in big arenas. He's played for his country numerous of times. He's captained his country. So it doesn't matter. People say but he's 34, but... You just look across there, you see Alan McGregor at the age of 39. So for me, yes, if they're wanting to replace um, Barkas or Bain, then I'm all for it. Bain still tomorrow then, Stephen? Is that is that the way it is? It, it just takes me back to last season. And maybe that goes back to what Andy and people are saying about reactive. How, Why and how are we still having... This conversation yeah. where you don't quite know. I assume, it's, is, would it be Bain tomorrow? Well, I mean, you could... Rip up two names, throw them up in the air, see which one comes down, and have as good a chance as us which of is guessing the exact who's going same to be the goalkeeper. As we were in yeah, I mean, Scott Bain was the third choice keeper two seasons ago. He was the second choice keeper last season. He's now the first choice keeper again. There's no point in criticising Scott Bain. This is not a situation of his making. It's a situation of the making of the of the of the club's player balancing and squad balancing and recruitment. You know, it it, it it's pretty damning. Thank you very much Andy It was nice to speak to you 01419511025 Stefan's a Rangers fan in Cardonald And he is coming up next 01419511025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Stephen McGowan and Chris Buck Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard You can get in touch on the phones 01419511025 Or on Twitter At Clyde SSB Loads of tweets coming in But one that I just can't stop looking at Is uh, I think it's from George Who says the host 
presumably myself, has no idea how thongs work in Scotland. I assume he means things. Uh, either that, <laughs> or he's looking for some sort of insight into my personal life that I am unwilling to give have a child. on this family show. <laughs> I, think man, I think the man's asked a question, I think you have to answer it. I think we move swiftly on before I get myself in trouble. I'm just glad Gordon DL's not here. He's the one that gets me in trouble uh, on this show. Um, uh, yeah, let, let's move on swiftly. Stefan has been hanging on for ages. So first of all, Stefan, I'm very sorry. Um, take it away. Hi, hi Gordon, hi Stephen, Chris. Hi. Uh, basically, I'm uh, just reiterating the point uh, about Stephen, what you just made about the, the strategy at Rangers, the director of football. I mean, I heard Stephen Gerrard today in his press conference where he says that he's kind of happy with the squad and, you know, if somebody is sold and anybody in the team could get sold for the right money, then it may change. So my, my point is that if Alfredo leaves, I actually believe the director of football has already got a list of replacements and so therefore it'll be a high quality uh, target that we'll, we'll try and deliver on uh, to get his replacement. I hope that he doesn't get sold uh, but I don't think there's a real comparison with regards to the to work application of uh, Edward as I'm looking at it because although Alfredo was looking towards going to Lille, I thought that his uh, end of the season and the contribution he made, obviously I think everybody has reflected on that was top notch and I have real confidence that if he is in the Champions League that he'll be able to score goals because that's what he does he scores goals so uh, just to actually make that point I do not believe that there's a comparison between Edward and Alfredo and I don't believe that he's vying for a move but I think if an opportunity comes that he wants to go then I think we'll go with every Rangers fan and every Rangers management team as long as the finances are right Does this sum yeah. up does this sum up the powerful impact of winning trophies Stefan where now all of a sudden Rangers fans are comfortable with the notion of losing one of their most important players because they believe that the structure is right they believe that there are either other players in the building who can do a job or someone will be brought in you know, you know starting a season in a position of strength is, is that where all of this comes from? You must be hugely optimistic about the, the campaign ahead I'm really excited about the campaign ahead and I think it, I mean, maybe it will come from a position of strength but I think the strength comes from the management team and the actual football operations, I think they've not let us down, honestly. Uh, the, the the way they go about their business, even the young acquisition of the Man United player, I mean, he, he's there for the B team, but he'll get a pathway into the team, as he's seen with the, some of the young players that come in. So it's about, you know, even young Stephen Kelly right now, uh, I was at the, the Real Madrid game, and um, the way he came on and was in against technical teams, I mean, Real Madrid, maybe not their first team, but the, the strength and the, the kind of values of that Real Madrid team and the country they come from. Rangers were playing against the Real Madrid team and are friendly, I recognise, the way they played at the tail end of the last season against any team they met in the SPL. So there's a structure, a philosophy, and it's transformed from the football academy right into the first team. So I'm excited about the future of the Rangers, but obviously you can't, you can't get arrogant about it because I, I think that's where... Uh, Celtic uh, at the club and probably some of their fans whether you know they, they believed that, that it would last forever I mean the size of the two clubs they should be competing year on year with each other it should be the biggest competitive football rivalry that you get anywhere in Europe for for winning a title but I believe the way we are they're head, heads and shoulders above them right now because I don't believe there's a structure there at Celtic and so therefore I'm not as fearful but mm. I should be only concentrating my own team 
But, but listen, you know. that, that is, that's, that's the nature of a title race I don't think there's any shame in that Stefan, you're going to have to finish above Celtic to, to win the Stefan's league Stefan's completely right yeah. uh, I, I totally agree I think what one thing Rangers have got right now And Ross Wilson and his, his staff Including Gerard and that Is they've got player identification You know, I, yeah. I look at Rangers and I see You know, Ryan Kent But then they go and buy right And he's similar to him Because they've identified that that's the sort of Player they're looking for in that formation you know, I, I could go on. Um, you see Tavernier, you know, then he's identified for the youth system. Patterson's, you know, got that's the similar characteristics as well. Um, I, I, I just think the player identification is on point. I think I did a webinar with Ross Wilson and it was unbelievable. I was impressed so much by it. I was blown away after it. What in um, particular? Just talked about the five pillars of the football club and, and how they... They lead from bottom to top. Um, you know, they look for elite standard throughout, you know, not just in the, the training field, not just in game, you know, branding, everything, the way you come off the, the plane. Um, and that just breeds success. And I'm sure, like, when you've got a manager on Stephen Gerrard who is an elite player, can then give that to the players as well. But if there's one thing I think Rangers probably are looking to impose themselves on the next, you know, Three, four, five years is probably through their academy. I think Celtic probably done that very well and better than Rangers. You know, you've got the likes of Christie, McGregor, Forrest, who, you know, are now are really, really important players for Celtic and came through the academy. No, not, not so much Christie, yeah, but not, Tierney but before yes, they moved to Sorry, um, but you know, you've got you know young Stephen Kelly now and Patterson. I think they're probably looking now to get youth players into the first team mm-hmm. um, and be really important players in the first team. Stephen, is it? Is it quite obvious to to look at what Rangers' targets are for this season? Because you win it last season, so obviously you want to do it again. But you, you're now in the Champions League qualification for the first time in a while, and you didn't get over the line in the cups. So it's fairly obvious to, to suggest that that those would be the, the targets for for Steven Gerrard win the league again, but something else, add something else on top of I that. Think, I think Rangers should be targeting a treble. I don't think that's at all an unrealistic expectation. Maybe. We, we were having a conversation off here where maybe we have normalised trebles too much because we've seen so many. Maybe we make it sound far easier than it really is. I don't think that's an unrealistic expectation for Rangers given the, the teething problems Celtic are having right now. Um, you know, Don't want to be disrespectful to Aberdeen or Hearts or Hibs who could give them a problem. The problem, I suppose, for Rangers will be that they set such a high standard last year being unbeaten. So it's really hard to predicate that and to continue that. Mm-hmm. And you would have to expect that against our domestic opponents, Celtic will be a little bit better. So maybe I'm making it sound far too easy, something that's devilishly difficult, but I think a treble should be the target for Rangers. What do you think about that, Stefan? How do you set your sights ahead of this new season? Uh, see, to be honest, I mean, I think Rangers Celtic fans were the same. They, they actually, in this country, any single uh, match that we go into, we're looking to win. But we're looking to win everything. Because that's the aspiration of a football fan. I mean, every football fan should want that. But uh, fortunate for the team I support, they've won so many titles. But this year, for the reasons that we discussed earlier, I just believe that when you've got the structure, you've got the organisation, you've got a manager who's very tactical, he's a good communicator, he's a leader, he will expect the highest standards from players. You've got a football development team, he's assistants. They're all top, top class and so therefore I, I should have real confidence that we can go forward. What I really hope for is um, 
Champions League qualification for the club because I think that after everything that's happened to Rangers supporters, I believe that we deserve it. I've got a, a jumper from when everything that happened to us and it has Rangers club logo on it with a Champions League crest on it. And all the way through that struggle for the third division, and I was there for Rangers just like a lot of fans, I had it in my mind, I'll wait for the Champions League music, I'll see the league, the league championship getting lifted, and tomorrow, I'll tell you, it'll be quite an emotive day. And I know they've passed, uh, they're leaving it to September, mm-hmm. and I think that's right when we get more fans in, because it's been such a journey, and a painful journey, and I think every single Rangers supporter deserves everything that's coming this year. Does the jumper uh, still fit? That's what I want to know. Thankfully it does, I oh, Good on you. You've obviously <laughs> looked after yourself over the years, Stefan. Thank you. Uh, in Cardonald. Let's hear a bit more from Stephen Gerrard's press conference today. Uh, one of the other topics is Conor Goldson, his future. He says they're yet to agree a new deal, but that's not something that is concerning him at the moment. Myself and Conor have got a really strong relationship. Conor's in a good place. He's really happy and settled here. Um, there's nothing to report on Conor's contract situation at the moment, but there's certainly no panic or worry as far as I'm concerned. Um, what will be will be, and um, when the time's right, um, I'm sure Connor will be ready to sign it. This has pretty much no relevance, so much so that I regret saying it before I even do, Stephen. But it's just, it's just <laughs> the reason I say it's no relevance because I'm not saying this is going to happen again. But it just reminds me, like a year ago, the confidence we're hearing from the Rangers fans and from you guys is probably the exact same in favour of Celtic this time last year. And all, all I'm, it just serves as a reminder of of how mad. Football can be This time last year Everyone was expecting Celtic to go and get 10 Rangers didn't finish The previous season strongly Celtic held on to everyone And we expected them To, to waltz towards well, it's it It's funny You were talking about that I was thinking back to When Rangers were going For the 10 1997 98 And Vim Janssen Came in at Celtic Supposed to be the worst Thing to hit Hiroshima And Whatever it was The headline was And Celtic lost The first two games I think they lost To Dunfermline They lost to Hibs and they went. They finished up winning the league just for making new signings. So the gap is never as wide as we tend to think it is. Mm-hmm. We could countless examples of that down the year, but right now I just think Rangers are on an upward curve. I think Stephen Gerrard has one really big season left in him at least before there's any talk of him leaving. And I just personally, I just can't see past. Do you him. think this is the strongest Rangers squad you've ever seen in your time in football? Ever. That's a big one. If you go back to the Dick Avocat squad of 99 and what have you, with the Dutch internationals, they have quite the same quality. Yeah, no, I just, I, th- I think it's a, you're right in what you're saying, but I just think this Rangers squad throughout is just so strong. So, so strong. I think the EFOS, they know what they're doing. They know their jobs, they know their position. As, as Stefan mentioned earlier, the, the club has got an identity. There's an EFOS. I, I just think they're a club that are going y- the right y- way. Y- you're, you're perhaps meaning in... In relative terms, in comparison to everyone else, because obviously our football changed a bit. I mean, in the nineties, we we would have had, Rangers would have had proper, you know, European class mm-hmm. right up there. Whereas you probably couldn't say that now, and that's not to take anything away from them. It's just things shifted a little bit. Anyway, thanks again to Stefan. It takes us up to tight. Oh, I'm looking forward to this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online. TheScottishSun.co.uk/slash/football. This show is wasted on the radio If you could see the look on the faces of Stephen McGowan and Chris Burke When I pressed the Beat the Pundit music Honestly, they are 
dreading it That's the family friendly version Of what's going on in here And I remember this from previous experiences You two genuinely dread this moment in the it's night It's just a you? source of humiliation <laughs> Yeah, so see when you t- Well not you, yourself Because you're too big for that aren't you? I get When I get a text I get a text um, Saying can you come on the show? My heart is in my mouth. <laughs> no, I could talk rubbish for an hour and 55 minutes. But see this beat the pundit, I just hope it just goes in my oh, favour. Oh, brilliant. I love this. Right, if you want to come and take advantage of these two, it's 01419511025 and you need to get your call in before 7 o'clock. Beat the pundit is next. Tackle the headlines. 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Stephen McGowan and Chris Burker here It's 01419511025 It is the eve of a new season By this time tomorrow We'll have a fair set of results under our belt We'll be looking forward to Hearts against Celtic We'll be building up to the Sunday games So as things stand There's still plenty of time for you to get your calls in Give us all your aims, all your thoughts ahead of the new season Pick up that phone and let us know However, we're just going to quickly do this first Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. Now, some of the pundits thrive on Beat the Pundit. The, the show-offs of the world, the Roger Hannas, the Andy Hallidays, the know-it-alls, they thrive on it. Then you get the other ones, the Keevans, the Wilsons, the DL, they, they just don't care. They, they'll, they'll, they'll take it on the chin, whatever happens. Chris Burke and Stephen McGowan are dreading this, absolutely dreading yeah. it. So let's see if James... In Bells Hill Can rub salt into the wounds How's it going James? You alright mate? Are you, are you looking forward to These two are nervous Surely yeah. you can take advantage Of one of them Ah hopefully Right I'll Who's he wanting? That's the thing Yeah who would you rather play Have you able to suss these two out yet? I'll take Chris Bott Oh I knew it <laughs> <laughs> Makes no. you feel better then Stephen <laughs> I'm I hate, taken I hate to tell you It's me even more dipped in confidence It's been now. tails every night this week right. And you're in the tails position It's oh, always heads to my left tails. It's been tails every night right. So I'll try my best But here we go Oh, his head's to the oh, yeah, Stephen. Stephen. How do you see that coin? Stephen McGowan. Ridiculous. I believe in you. Absolute stitcher. I think you've won. I did win the last one, but it was like a squaffed penalty nah, in the last nah, minute. Nah, it's fine. Right, Stephen, I'm going to give you some Clyde 2 to listen to just so that you can't hear us. Uh, James, pretty simple. It's just you and I for the meantime. I'm going to put 30 seconds on this clock. Answer as many questions right as you can. And the secret is if you do not know it, just pass quickly and we'll move on, okay? Eight. Right, let's go. 30 seconds starts now. Who wore the number one shirt for Rangers immediately before Alan McGregor? Moved from Ross. Jackie McNamara joined Celtic from which Scottish club? Dunfermline. Name either player to have moved from Ross County to Inverness this summer. Pass. Who was the last Scotsman to manage St Mirren? Pass. Which English club did Phil Bardsley join Rangers from on loan in 2006? Pass. Okay, let's bring back Stephen McGowan. Stephen, can you hear us? Yeah, I was enjoying Martin Kemp on Clyde Tudor with 80s concerts. Right, well, I'm going to ruin your night then. Yeah. I am no Martin Kemp. Think I, so? I, I thought I got four. Well, don't, don't give it away just yet. Yeah, listen, we're all wise after the exactly. event. Exactly. Yeah? Are you ready, Stephen? Let's go. Let's go. Who wore the number one shirt for Rangers immediately before Alan McGregor? John McLaughlin. Jackie McNamara joined Celtic from which Scottish club? Dunfermline. Name either player to have moved from Ross County to Inverness this summer. Um, Mackay. Who was the last Scotsman to manage St Mirren? Uh, Danny Lennon. Which English club did Phil Bardsley join Rangers from on loan in 2006? So... 
Everton Which country oh, What country are Celtic's Next European opponents Based in Czech Republic Okay 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 How do you think that went James Ah uh, he's won I think Do you think so I thought it was, I pretty, so, it was really close What I have noticed about Stephen McGowan and I'm, too long I'm just, just going to slaughter his performances right. here I, It's just the nerves It definitely is I think you Fall into that trap of panicking I, 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 You know Wes Fotheringham was the last number one Before Alan McGregor yeah. Yeah. But when it's the pressure but, but, and it's but the you see that question. question was unclear Because that's, is it a permanent guy Is it a guy who's last in goals <laughs> nah, It's the number one The squad I was thinking official. Wes Fotheringham But then I thought well, Anyway James got it 1-0 to James Jackie McNamara joined Celtic from Dunfermline You both got that So 2-1 to James Billy Mackay has moved From Ross County to Inverness Alongside Michael Gardine So you pulled level 2 all. Who was the last Scotsman to manage St Mirren? Chris who would you have gone for? That's the one I got wrong Jack Ross Jack Ross Which English club did Phil Bardsley join Rangers from on loan in 2006 Chris? That's Man U Man United Played them First answer was So you're level at this point <clears throat> And then Stephen got to one final question What country are Celtic's next European opponents based in And it is the Czech Republic It's a last minute winner For oh, Stephen again. McGowan oh, again. Hard lines James Ah cheers Good man Love that you, was James and Bell Hill Well done Stephen What did they say winning ugly Sign of champions <laughs> But what did they get 3-2 <laughs> Who got uh, two? Uh, oh, something only got two last night Who did it last night uh, only 1-2-1 uh, Gordon lost last night Did he not? Well they only get one then yeah. I don't just win I've got everything about me is ugly <laughs> Not so, at all They all count Three for Stephen McGowan Two for James and Bells Hill And there we are The sign ball stays here That's what we're looking we, Honestly the, the budget got blown last season <laughs> We were giving away all sorts Let's see what we can do And I think that's even more glory You've clinched it I know but wait But I won't sleep tonight Because I was for it ah, Man United as well no, I was no, going to no, say no, Man United Do what these guys do Do what these guys do They just re- they remember yeah. the 30 yard screamer They don't remember the, the other mistakes That they made you know, They always say Don't get too high when you win Don't get ah, too low when you win exactly. But you've also You've clinched it for the pundits It was 2-2 two, two Versus the listeners For this week Going into tonight And you've just sealed it For the pundits yeah. A 3-2 win Time for Saif to poke From 6 inches There we go 01419511025 On the phones Or Twitter At Clyde SSB Let us know how you're feeling Ahead of the new season It would be nice to hear From fans of Of all clubs Because like I said This this is the time When you can dream big And maybe it all goes out the window By 5 o'clock tomorrow And you change your mind uh, But this is the time You can get your thoughts in And all your dreams Ahead of the new campaign Still lots to be done In the transfer market Of course European football Is bubbling away So no shortage Of talking points At the moment Andy is a Rangers fan How would you sum up Your feelings On the eve of a new season Andy? How you doing guys First of all Good to have you back Brilliant to hear you again Thank you uh, No I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it I said I think I was saying to Ross here We uh, look in a good place in A really good place uh, And even you get Good to see Catty Getting a bit of time the boy Sakala, I mean, how much confidence is he going to get scoring a goal against Real Madrid for his first game for Rangers? Hitting scoring. I mean, the squad just looks so strong. And I heard Steven Gerrard saying that Ryan Jack's going to be back. No, I just, uh, I, I'm going for the treble this season. I think we could win the treble. I really do. I know I know there are other boys said it earlier on, but I just think as long as we, we did let ourselves down a couple of times last season in the cup games, but I just think Steven Gerrard will just be going up. Did, 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 did last season did, did it show though Andy how, how tough it can be t- To win trebles Because 
Rangers were much better than everyone last season the, the league shows that The league table doesn't lie It's one of the greatest Or most relevant cliches Rangers were much better than everyone But just, you know Just the, 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 the kind of random nature sometimes Of a 90 minute cup game It can be tough to, to be together In every game In every competition well, exactly. I, I, that's what I'm saying. But I think the players, Stevie here and Gary McAllister, all of them all going, right, okay, we won the league, but we need to be playing, you know, that kind of football we did play when we did play really, really well. We needed that kind of, you know, every game, you know, uh, that's just the way, I mean, it, it's hard, but I mean, look, I mean, they won nine in a row and we've done it, they've done it. So to get the players, to get it in their mind, going, this is what we need to be doing season after season after season. Especially in Europe as well. I mean, really, hopefully, we'll go to progress in Europe. Because Steve, every year we'll get better and better. So I'm hoping this year we're, we're definitely going to qualify uh, for the Champions League. The opening day of the season, Chris, it's quite fascinating psychologically, isn't it? Because it's listening to, to the fans and to, to us, to everybody, really, it's unthinkable that Rangers don't win tomorrow. Can you mm-hmm. imagine all the hype, all the build up? <laughs> we're going for the treble. You somehow don't win tomorrow You can still recover from that And win of course you can Like it's, it's a long old season Like we say The 38 games in the league it, 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 Does it feel like There's an extra importance When you're a player there And it's the opening game Is there, is there that 1% extra That you think we, we need to get off to a good start You would always love To get off to a good start I think it's important It's imperative that you do You know They're at home as well um, They're playing against A team that Obviously their favourites To beat but you never say never, you know, Livingston, oh, to respect them, you know, they have been top six the last two seasons, but everybody can't look past Rangers. I think, again, it might put a little bit more pressure on the first game of the season where Rangers kick off early and then Celtic look and see the result that Rangers have got the three points, which then is a little bit more added pressure onto them. And before you know it, you know, if they drop points, um, Celtic could be two points clear or three points clear in the league. But you're right in saying it's a long time to go, Gordon. A long time. It's only one game mm-hmm. into the into the new season. Um, I think the new dynamic will be, you know, Rangers fans back in the ground, a lot of them. You know, at 20 minutes gone, if Livingston can contain them mm-hmm. um, in that deep block, then how do they then react to that? Because as much as there's a physical and a technical fitness... There's a mental fitness in that as well. This is not this is not just Rangers, Stephen. It is going to be interesting to see the yeah. impact of fans back. There are various players in, in our league who've never played in, in front of yeah. fans before. Um, I, I've brought it up a few times this week because I, I found it quite funny and alarming in equal measure. I went to the, the Motherwell Lannan game at the weekend in the cup, and genuinely, after twenty minutes. <laughs> Mothers were sort of passing it about at the back. I think it went backwards, and there was booing. There, there get was, up, bo- the pitch. There, there was booing after twenty minutes. You know, everyone says we're desperate to get back. We'll never take football for granted again. You will have our unconditional support. And after twenty minutes, because it was nil nil, and the ball went backwards, uh, there were a few grumbles. But the yeah. di- 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 God, the dynamic is the word Chris used is perfect. It will be fascinating because not just Rangers but you think back to players who used to have their mental fitness question people used to ask it about James Tavernier about Conor Goldson to some degree and they responded so well to the pressure last year was a part of that not just with Rangers but with all the clubs were they affected by the absence of fans we will find that out I was saying to Chris I do remember one game last season at Ibrox of Rangers won 1-0 against Kilmarnock and it was one of those ones where you're sitting going into the last 10 minutes with just 1-0 and you're thinking if there were 50,000 fans in here in the circumstances, they'd be really nervous. Yeah. Understandably. 
And that is going to be a really interesting narrative of this season. How do players react to the fans being back? You'll be looking forward to it, Chris, because I know you've spoken many times on this show that I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you, you, you I wouldn't say struggled, but you just yeah. you thought it was so different last season. You you really disliked it's horrible. it. Horrible. Uh, the fans would agree with that as well. Watching it in the in the TV screen, in the live stream, um, through their their own website or whatever, it was it was it was bleak. Um, it was a long, long season Tiring Mentally um, The only ones that obviously Probably Benefit from it In the sense of You know Being happy as Rangers Because they got to win the title um, But now that fans are back It's great It just gives new excitement um, But if, uh, As much as I'm saying You know Can Rangers cope with the mental pressure Of 20 minutes into the game And it's nil nil? I don't think Steven Gerrard Will accept that anyway In the sense of I think He's already drained that into them. Um, he's given that and given that information and prepared for that um, as best as he can. Even though fans haven't been in, I think they've got enough creativity in the final end of the pitch to score goals. And no matter if it's twenty minutes at zero zero, I think eventually you know Rangers will score. Um, and in the obviously in the counter attack with Livingston, you've seen it last year. Um, Rangers defence was. Was mm. astonishing to, to see Thank you very much Andy Let's hear a bit more from Ange Postacoglu Of course Celtic begin their season tomorrow night It's a late one at Tynecastle Still irrespective Even if we had a one the other night My view wouldn't have changed We need to get off to um, a really positive start Both with performance and result um, <coughs> Everyone obviously will focus on the result But for me equally important We've just got to you know, put in a strong performance um, For us, um, you know, the league is you know where we can make the biggest impact over the course of a season and um you know that's where we need to be strong right from the first game it won't be an easy one away at hearts and um you know a good challenge for us but absolutely we need to get off to a strong start in performance and in results jerry is a celtic fan on the line how do you feel as a celtic fan ahead of the the new season jerry hi gordon um i mean i'm not really that excited i feel sorry for Ange. i think you know he's a a genuine guy i think most Celtic fans are 100 percent behind him and want him to be successful but i think he's been sold a dummy in terms of what he expected i think he was expecting a thoroughly modern professional uh european club um with everything in place to be a success but it's just not what is there Um, and it's sorry Stephen mcgown still there sorry i haven't made the catch full show he's here yep Stephen, I read your article today. I thought it was absolutely brilliant uh, to what you wrote about um, everything that's happened over the last few Absolutely. years. Um, ultimately, I think, I don't know if this is your opinion, but this has to be on Dermot Desmond. And, and this is a bigger question, really. What does Dermot Desmond want from Celtic? Does he want us to be a Champions League club? Because we failed miserably to do that over the last four years. Um it's not in terms of a lack of investment. You look at last year, the money we wasted on guys like Barkas, Duffy, Laxalt, um, Ayeti. I, I don't understand how it's gone so wrong when we had an opportunity over the last decade to be so far ahead of Rangers that we're now actually behind them in terms of, certainly on the pitch. And you know what, off the pitch, and I know there's a lot of people on the blogs talk about what's going to happen with Mike Ashley. It means nothing. Unless Mike Ashley is going to suddenly, you know, send the bailers around to Ibrox and steal everything from them, Rangers are going to just go on from strength to strength, and especially if they get this Champions League money. So I, I don't understand how it's gone so badly wrong, but ultimately Dermot Desmond, who's not the chairman, not the CEO, not the owner, 
he's the guy who seems to make all the decisions. It has to go back to him, surely, ultimately. Steam. I wish I knew what Dermot Desmond was thinking about anything, Jerry. The last time I spoke to him was in a hotel in Ireland in 1998. He doesn't tend to do much media. Uh, we did an interview for the Athletic, I think, last season, where he compared the team of last season to the Seville team. I think most people thought that was a bit delusional and insulting. He doesn't turn up at AGM, so we don't know what he thinks about the current state of the club. Um, I think there is a communication vacuum there, which probably doesn't help. I think supporters would like to hear what he thinks about anything. Uh, some of the statements he releases don't really tend to give much away. Um, he is, I believe, involved in trying to sign players just now, Joe Hart, for example. Um, but in terms of his long-term vision for the club, in terms of the strategy, in terms of how Celtic intend to turn this around, sadly, I don't think we're going to be hearing that from Celtic's major shareholder anytime soon. I think it's going to have to come from Dominic Mackay, the new chief executive, but he's going to need time. He's going to need 12 months, 18 months. What needs to happen is Celtic can't be quick. It can't be easy. It's complex. It's going to be lengthy. And the man is going to need a chance to do it because... As you mentioned with Ange Postacoglu, I think both of both of them have inherited a hospital pass. Just within that though, Jerry, you you said, you know, Dermot Desmond quite critical, and then you said it's not so much about the amount of money, it's more about the money that's been wasted and barcast and so on. So does that not fall on the people that are appointed to identify players rather than than Dermot Desmond himself? But if, if, if what Stephen said is right, Gordon, we're looking at Joe Hart, uh, a 34-year-old Joe Hart who can't get a game for Burnley two years ago. I mean, that, that doesn't seem to be you know, a good strategy. He says we offered Craig Gordon, what was it, a tenth of the wage he was on. I'm, I'm assuming that was definitely Peter Lawler's decision. That was a ridiculously offensive decision to a goalkeeper who'd given us so much over the last few years. Um, I, again, I, I understand what you're saying. There is, he has to delegate. But ultimately, I want to know what he wants. He's been at Celtic now for, well, a shareholder, I assume, for about 30 years. And in that time, as Stephen said, we just don't hear anything from him. Does, does he, and there's this thing as well, like, there's all these rumours about he's going to just basically give his shares to his sons like it's, you know, a throne to give to his heirs. That's not right, surely. And surely that's not how a modern company should work. Recruitment is so important, Chris, and, and so difficult to get right because if you can... If you can get more right than you get wrong and you win things, people don't care about the ones that you got wrong, obviously. And in mm-hmm. fact, Rangers would be a good example. Steven Gerrard's not got every signing right, far from it, but he's got the main ones right. And now now they've won and now they're strong. Celtic, though, now are in a situation where they need, I don't even know, how, how many players is it this window in total? Is it is it 10? Is it is it somewhere around that? In normal circumstances, I don't know, 60% success rate is probably okay. But if you need 10 and only six of them work and four are big failures, then that's that's going to be difficult, is it not? Yeah, but that's why it's going to take time. Um, I think Celtic fans will probably have to be a bit more realistic and just say as long as they see progression, as long as they see that they're competing with Rangers and they close the gap a little bit and maybe do well in a cup competition... Um, I thought back of it when I was at when I was at Rangers, Gordon. If you don't mind me saying that, you know, we won the league. I think it was Helicopter Sunday the following season. We finished third, um, but albeit we had a great Champions League where we went to the last sixteen. You know, the following season we finished second. The following season we finished second again, um, and it took another two or three seasons before Rangers won the title again. So there's a trend there. I think. This isn't going to be a quick fix. I don't think anybody should be looking at that. So if the 10 players that come in and six of them work, I think that's a good thing. I don't think it's bad. 
I think then you add again in January because I think January is a very important transfer window for Celtic mm. Rangers and then you can see from there Jerry, nice to speak to you 01419511025 I've got a full time teaser and we're going to start previewing some of the other fixtures over the weekend as well Taking your calls on Scottish football 01419511025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Stephen McGowan and Chris Burke are here It's 01419511025 to join in We are counting down the minutes to the new season Cannot wait to get it up and running uh, We've got a full time teaser for you Now remember, this is the way it works The listeners send in the questions And you two try your best to form some sort of effective team and come up with the answers between Give it a beat the pundit performance I don't know I wouldn't be too confident This one was sent in from Phil in Hamilton Thank you to Phil uh, The usual address for that one by the way Fulltime at Clyde1.com So Phil says Can you name the eight players Who won a Premiership Player of the Month award In Scotland last season So eight different players Won a Premiership Player of the Month award In Scotland last season Can you name them I'll take one each from you Scott Robinson of Livingston. Oh, he's oh he's gone yeah, in with the hardest one. one. That there, I was going safe with Tavernier. He's gone in with the hardest one. Do you know what? I think this because do you still vote on these things? I do actually. So, yeah. so this should be right <laughs> I think, up his I think I, I think I basically picked <laughs> everyone for the last three months. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so. Listen, right, we'll see how we get on. You were going for Tavernier. Oh. Correct. Well done. We'll leave it there. Stephen is shown off. He's gone straight in with the hardest one. Scott Robinson of Livy. I would never have remembered that James Tavernier. So you've got six to get, and you've plenty of time. So I think we'll. We will leave it there Let's bring in David Who is a Rangers fan from Cumbernauld But I think David you've got a more General look at how the league is going to be this season Yeah I'm really looking forward to it I think this could be one of the best um, League seasons in uh, recent years Um, If you look at Aberdeen um, They've gone under a complete change of ethos So you um, And they've looked alright in Europe And pre-season as well So we don't know really what yet Exactly what to expect from them uh, Hibs um, built a really good team last year and they've managed to keep Maestat Mace, so they'll be up there I think as well and St Mirren well, doing really well towards the end of the season and got a few results here and there and uh, obviously you got the, the double cup heroes of St Johnston last year I wonder if they'll go any further or they can do something this season as well so I think it's really open this year for the battle for Anywhere for a second to fourth place Could be open to anybody David makes a great point get, The SPFL should get that man A platform And publicise the start of the new season Because there's a lot to like about our mm-hmm. football And we should shout about it a bit more I'm looking at a top six I'm thinking Rangers, Celtic Hearts, Hibs St Johnson Aberdeen obviously And then Two and D sides I'm not so sure about I have to say I think Tam Courts is a really You can either see that as being bold And innovative I can see it as being a bit reckless, a bit of a gamble, bringing in an academy coach. Dundee obviously beat Chris's Kilmarnock team, so they, they kind of got envy in the playoffs. Ross County, I think Malky Mackay will be a fascinating one up there. Mm-hmm. Whatever you think about his past misdemeanours and what have you off the pitch, I think as a manager, he's probably at a higher level than he's at at the moment, and he's capable of doing that. So it'll be fascinating to see his rejuvenation continue. Livingston, David Martindale's such a smart coach, constantly drags, mm-hmm. a, drags a tune out of the team. Motherwell, of course. You know your team. What do you think? I don't know. That would be that would be my honest well, answer. I said a seventh or eighth place finish type season. You've missed, yeah, I think Devante Cole's away. Yeah, Long's away. Declan Gallagher, Declan Alan Campbell. Gallica, so Alan Campbell. That's, a, that's a huge spine. Yeah. Um, Goals as well. Obviously, 
Liam Kelly, huge signing, I think clearly. Yeah. You could say, you know, a lot, of, well, put it this way, a lot of Motherwell fans would tell you he was the reason they stayed up so comfortably. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was his, I think he got player of the year at the club and only signed in January. So that perhaps tells you. Um, you know, but still, I think work's still to be done in the window. And then you t- that's why it's difficult, isn't it, at this stage? Yeah, the window's still open. You know, the, Motherwell could go and buy three, get three or four mm-hmm. players in that could just enhance the group. I can't believe I'm going to do this to you and, and sort of take you down a road that you probably thought you had left behind. But I mean, Arco Marnock, a good example to the Motherwells of the world, where, you know, people, you, it's, the, it's got to be the worst saying in football, doesn't it? Too good to go down, you know, or, or they've got this player or that player. Things can just happen in football, and yeah, and momentum is way. key. Momentum is key. In how football. do you, how do you look back on that now with a, maybe a bit more of a clear head and some of the emotion gone from it? Oh, um, it was horrible. Um, obviously, that's part of me now. Um, I feel obviously responsible for it as well as other players do as well. But I've got the opportunity to to try and correct the wrong, which is great. Uh, listen, when you go down, you deserve it. That's just the bottom line. Um, so we didn't do enough I think We only drew Four games The whole season Is that right? Which is not good enough You know that You can accumulate a lot of points From draws um, And that can keep you up If you draw every game You stay up <laughs> that, that, no, yeah. that, that is the You know that, that would get you 38 points It would keep you yeah, up Yeah so four games Is not good enough You know you either win Or you lose And we lost too many I think we lost the most In the league as well uh, Usually we are I think Some statistics showed That, that we were top six at home, but we were twelve away. Right, which tells you that we weren't good enough away from home. What I really liked about Kilmarnock was uh, Billy Bowie, Phyllis McLeish, uh, coming out afterwards after the relegation and apologising to fans. That's a level of communication bigger clubs could learn from. Yeah, I mean, David, the, do you think across the board? Then do you think that the level has gone up? We all, we sometimes look at you know because the, the so-called big clubs. Hibs and Hearts, you know, are, are together in the division. The Dundee sides, but the Premiership can only truly flourish if it's if it's a good Hearts team and not a Hearts team that's you know going to get relegated. And similarly, um, you know, for any that you know the Dundee sides, they they want to try and and consolidate and look upwards in the table. Do you think the overall standard will will rise this season? I I really do hope so. I think uh, what happened with Hearts, as we all know, was. I really do think it was wrong what happened to Hearts and they're back up where they deserve to be and seeing other teams get better is only good for our league as well and it's obviously going to make it a lot more interesting to see who's going to finish where and uh, of course you want to play against the, the teams at their best you don't want to play against teams where you go now nah, well we'll just automatically win you want competition in your league and you want to be able to go out there knowing that you're going to get a test every so often and uh, I think that's what we'll get. Honestly, don't I don't know right now who's going to finish anywhere from second to fourth. It could be anybody. There is a nice storyline for every team, like you say, Stephen. If you were to do it quickly, can Rangers win it again? Is Ange Postecoglou's yeah. new era going to be enough? Aberdeen, essentially, it's a new era because Stephen Glass, yes, and Scott, Johnson as well. Scott Brown, yeah. St. John. You can go through every single. I think there's more teams now battling for third. Yeah. I think, if I'm honest, yeah. yeah, you look at Aberdeen, you look at Hibs who finished third. You know, Aberdeen have added very, very well. You know, they've got the Jet in. Um, the jet, got, I love it. They've got, you know, Gallagher, they've brought him in, they've brought Scott Brown. What about him last be... night? Booked before he even made it onto the pitch for his debut. Did you see yeah, that? I know, I heard that. Incredible. I heard that. Um, and then they've got Ramirez, a number nine that they're probably not replaced since Cosgrove. So, and then you've got the likes of Hearts, as you said, Stephen. Are they going to be competing for top six or European spot? And then you, you can't look back 
you can't you can't disrespect St Johnson. You know they've <sighs> they've been top six for two years, yeah. not just one year. Um, I think Over I'm the sure. Last ten years, um, I think they finished six and fifth. So. Yeah. Are they going to compete for third? I'm probably going to ask too much of you here right, To sum this all up in a, in a kind of short time But with the window still being open I'll throw just a few names out there What what ones catch your eye in terms of being crucial That they remain where they are for their t- So I'm thinking Lewis Ferguson Lauren Shankland, Benjamin Segrist Ali McCann, Sean Rooney Josh Doig, yeah. Josh Doig Kevin Nisbet who, yeah. who are the main ones to watch Between now and the end of the window? Well Hibs have made a couple of decent attacking signings and you wonder if that might be a preparation for Kevin Isbitt if they can get the right fee. Um, but the American International being one of them. Uh, Josh Doig, I still think, will probably go, so that's Hibs a couple there. Um, you know, I, I I don't think either Edward or Morelos are going to be as vital as they've been in the past, you know. So I think that there's a changing of the guard. I think one of the points I wanted to make was that actually we don't know the unseen chaos that COVID has caused to Scottish football yet because if you look at it most of the clubs have been cutting costs they've been cutting their infrastructure maybe they've been trying to preserve their first teams but the academies have been ravaged there's a young generation now who their, their pathway might be affected we don't quite know what the overall impact and the quality of the game will be of COVID-19 that's going to be determined in the next 6 to 12 months that the other exciting thing about a new season Chris I mean there are loads but Somebody just might do a Josh Doig. Who was talking about mm. Josh Doig this time last season? Yeah, not yeah. not many people. Who's right. next? Who's out there? Who is going to their bed tonight saying this is my season? And all of a sudden they they burst onto the scene and, and make themselves I, a I, household I, I name. I think um, the Hibs board have said that they're looking for Josh Doig to be the the club record fee if he goes anywhere. I think they were wanting his best part of five million for yeah. him. And I think you're right. I think um, Hibs is an interesting one because I'm sure they had a poor home form. Um, they had a very very good away form and that's probably because of their counter attacking style the, the likes of Nisbet the likes of, of Boyle the likes of Dodge um, that, that play up front in it. and if a few of them go then who is he adding in and can they implement the same sort of mm-hmm. sort of goals that, that, that are there for Hibs Thank you very much to David what about William how are you feeling kind of overall about the season ahead William? Hi good evening guys how are you doing you okay? Thank you. Good thank you thank- Oh, it's great. I mean, it's great to have the start of the season back, fans back in, new players, new managers. It's, that's what it's all about. You know, That's I'm really excited about the season. Uh, you never mentioned St Mirren there. St Mirren, I've, I've nicked a couple of good players for Kilmarnock. I like the boy Kilty, you know, and I was, obviously the boy Power as well. He's good in the middle of the park. And the boy Ross Callahan's went up to St Johnston. Ross County. Ross County, aye. It'll be interesting to see Malky McKay and to see how he, he, he copes with the, the the top league in Scotland, you know, mm-hmm. I think I, I'm I'm a wee Gordon, I'm a wee bit worried about Motherwell we're losing our time in the team, you know. Oh, so, no, don't say that. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm hoping I'm hoping that uh, your manager is shrewd enough to to know the level that he's playing in, you know. So I think he is because I think he done no bad when he came in at the se- uh, halfway through the season. So I think he'll be okay. But I think I think St Mirren will get top six. I think they're a good unit, you know. I think they're a they look a right good side and the manager there is shrewd as well, you know, so and and when you talk about St Johnson the season they had, you know, it's, it's just it's just uh, unbelievable, you know. I think it's I think it's great. I think a lot of Celtic and Rangers fans we don't look at the other teams because it's always about Celtic and Rangers, you know, but I just look at the other league and I think the I look at the whole league and I think the standard I mean I was watching Aberdeen. I watched Aberdeen win that five one game. And they look absolutely solid. Uh, 
and they looked as if they were really comfortable on the ball. Uh, so I think Aberdeen looked good, better than they did last season. I don't think Hibs have lost many players. I think they've lost uh, Stephen McGinty, Kamarnock. But I don't think they've lost many, so I think it's going to be a right good season, you know? Yeah, yeah you're right. I mean, on, on St Mirren... And... I could go on and on about this till midnight because this is why mm. Scottish football is so great. It's not always it's about on the pitch. St Mirren, I think I was about to touch on it earlier, have become fan-owned this week. We had yeah. uh, some stuff on the show earlier this week about that. If you're talking about fans being back, you remember Motherwell had that outstanding initiative where mm. fans donated money. I think it was well it was well in excess was it of 60 grand to buy season tickets for families who can't afford it so that they can come to games. There's just so much good stuff going on. I wish we would shout out about it a bit more. Um, what about St Mirren? Because yeah. they have pinched, if that's the right word, a couple yeah, of your, your former teammates in Alan Power and Greg Kilty. And great acquisition, you know, that is, uh, I know them very, very well. They were Brophy as well, I a suppose. A couple of seasons, they, they signed Damon in, in mm. January as well. So they've added um, to the squad that's very strong. I think they've only lost Doyle Hayes to Hibs. To Hibs and they've it lost, does well, look they like had, McGrath to be fair, is they, going they have go. lost a, a few players yeah. who've played a lot of football in like and Dermis, but they've kind of replaced them all with names that we're very familiar with, like mm-hmm. the ones you've read off and Curtis Main and, and so on. What he's done is he's he's brought in players that know the league mm-hmm. and been very effective in the league. So you know the the agenda now is to to make that next step, and that next step is top six. And they have a very, very good chance of doing that. I can't argue with the call. We're seeing clubs really thinking about their strategy now, Stephen. Not to say that it's right or wrong, but you mentioned Thomas Courts. That you know, it's certainly bold. But whether you think mm-hmm. it's right or wrong, it's bold. He's what is he? He's thirty nine. I done my license. Well. There you are. So we impressed with what you saw. Yeah, yeah. He was in my group because obviously it goes by alphabetical mm-hmm. order. Yeah, I think it's a great opportunity for him. The sessions he put on were very good, very structured. You knew what he was talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, he, 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 Demands a healthy, a healthy structure with, mm-hmm. within the group. Yeah, he was, he was good. I, I, I wish him very well. You, you know, you've now got. I couldn't run through every team strategy, but William says he's, he thinks Motherwell might struggle. They've now started maybe looking at can't sustain an overhaul every season. So I think it's, it's a three-year deal to Liam Kelly. Um, they've, they've paid money. Motherwell paid a fee to Southampton for mm. Callum Slattery. I mean, when when would you say that before for for Callum Slattery last week? Again, long term contract. So clubs are starting to try and find. A, a well, they've specific had to, haven't they? They've had forward. to because of the effect of the pandemic. I mean, it's been incredibly difficult. I've had to rely on the charity of season ticket holders renewing their tickets when they were never going to get to sit in the seat. So. You know, I think a few of them have come through the other side. I think we're beginning to see the light at the end of the tunnel. I think the back of the fans just stood by the clubs has been fantastic and they really, really needed that. And uh, Motherwell, uh, absolutely, I've, 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 I've done a, a ter- terrific gesture you mentioned earlier on there. And, uh, you know, the, the fans have been the unseen heroes of they this have. because, they you, know, have. They, they've, okay. you know, they, 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 they have kept clubs alive. They yeah, have. loads of other light news lines, if you like, doing the rounds today on the subject of Motherwell. Stephen O'Donnell is the new club captain. They've announced that today following the departure of Declan Gallagher to Aberdeen. Thank you to William. I love his enthusiasm for the new season. Hopefully you all share it. Um, eight players who won a Premiership Player of the Month oh. award in Scotland last season. You've got Tavernier and Scott Robinson. I'll take one more each. What's on, Edward? He did. Turnbull. Well done. You're halfway there. We'll get the rest and more of your calls next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 
0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Which means the new season is getting ever closer Tomorrow it all kicks off Lunchtime Rangers against Livingston Then we've got some other cracking fixtures Right through Saturday late at night We've got Hearts against Celtic And then two big games on Sunday as well And don't forget Monday The Ayrshire Derby Yes Chris Burke Are you looking forward to it? Can't wait. I wish it was tomorrow while we're playing, but we have to wait till Monday, an extra two days, uh, to to kick off our season. We're at home and against obviously Air United. I've never played against before. I think the last derby I played against, I played played in was Nottingham Forest versus Derby, so it was a while ago. So I'm relishing it. Good. Everything. How 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 is life at Kilmarnock at the moment? It's obviously got a bit of a new feel about it. Lots of new players. And guys that we'll know well, you know Stephen McGinn who comes mm-hmm. onto the show, Liam Polworth. I, yep. I could run through loads yeah, you of them. Could run through. A, a, I, I felt with the new player, Gordon. <laughs> if I'm honest, um, I think there was like 14, 15 players in the door. A lot of players left, and what it does, it just gave a freshness. It gave me, you know, a lot of energy back into the into Kamarnock, and I just I'm, I'm loving every single day training with the group of lads. They're excellent. They're willing to learn. They've got great energy. And they probably know the league a lot more than me. They are the experts, you know, because he's bought, he's brung in a few that know the league very well and got promotion through the championship into the Premier League um, and also in England as well. So, yeah, no, I'm loving every single second working with the group of players. We're still on this full time teaser, which, if you want to hear your question on the show, you send it to fulltime at clyde1.com. Phil in Hamilton says eight players won a Premiership Player of the Month award in Scotland last season. Can you name them? You've got Tavernier. Edward Turnbull and Scott Robinson. What a shout that is. Mm, For Alan McGregor? No. No. No? No. I had him note down, so that's a cross right next to him. Is it me now? I'm going to go Alan McCann. No. 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 Why are you not voting for Alan McCann and and Alan McGregor? (laughs) Connor Goldson, surely. He did. All right, so you've got three left. Let's bring in Colin, who's in Airdrie. Hi, Colin. Hi Gordon, hi panel, how are you doing? Not bad, hi, Colin. Colin. How are you ahead of the new season? Uh, great, um, a bit gutted right enough, I thought it was not working tomorrow and I found out I'm off so I'm not oh, going to no. see this. Oh no, <laughs> the and the thing game. is you've now, just, you've now just gone on radio so you can't even pull a sickie because the boss will know. <laughs> I know, <laughs> can't afford to anyway. <laughs> Quite right, do the honourable thing, you'll, listen you'll catch up, the, the buzz about Scottish football, you, you won't be long in finding out the result I'm sure. I know, I still have it on the background right enough Work for home so it can be on the background Just on mute <laughs> <laughs> What are your thoughts ahead of you know, what you're going to see this season And what you're expecting? So as I was saying to um, Ross, the producer there um, I've been listening to the show And he's been talking about like um, It's important maybe for Rangers to win a cup this season You know, Maybe Gerard wants to win it as well Last season I think we concentrated It was all about the league That had to be done And I think all the players had their eye on that and that's where we faltered. However, I think it's just as important that we win the league this season to get the group stages of the Champions League. I want us to qualify for the Champions League group stages this season and hold a rain in it. So I wouldn't mind actually seeing uh, Gerard playing French players and maybe youth that are chapping at the door in the cup games and giving them a run because I think we've got the players that could actually do it. So McLaughlin in goal, Patterson, Katic rather than maybe loaning them out and Kelly you know players like that so just to see what the panel thought about that Stephen Nathan Patterson's fascinating isn't he Colin because 
You're looking at Nathan Pallas and thinking there is a player ready for first team football. He needs to develop. And then you've got James Tavernier. And I know in pre-season it's Steven Gerrard kind of trying to find a way to accommodate both of them. But do you then upset the pattern of the team if you move James Tavernier forward? Or oh, no, to be honest, if you look at Tavernier, he always looks like a player who was made to play right midfield anyway. So um, it, it really is fascinating. But, you know, we've heard all this chat before about playing two teams. It's a, it's a great idea. It's a nice it's a nice perfect scenario where you have a midweek team and a, a weekend team very really works out that way it's just as I said earlier it's going to be so difficult for Rangers to maintain the standards of last season they were unbeaten in the league last season and Steven Gerrard will not allow them to take their foot off the gas that was the most admirable thing last season it was one game at a time foot right down in the, 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 the pedal don't take your foot off it I can't see him changing that I can't see Steven Gerrard being the kind of manager who will play Fringe players on a regular basis. I may be wrong. I mean, Chris, is the are the cups not all of a sudden not all of a sudden, but have the cups not become very important to Steven Gerrard because he's not managed yeah. to to win one before? And in fact, if you remember, the night after they lost to St Mirren in the League Cup, this show was full of callers saying too many changes, couple of changes, you know, killed us last night. Yeah, I think players are that fit now; they can play two two games a week, three games a week, and I, and especially what I'm hearing in the. The Rangers camp They're a fit bunch of, of lads Not just obviously Very good football players So He has got a big squad He can rotate He might do it As you're talking about Stephen About um, Tavernier and Patterson Can they play in the same team You might see that Tavernier just drops out um, Doesn't play that game And Patterson plays I think that's maybe The sort of rotation That you will see this year Because you're right Patterson needs to play He's ready made um, Maybe mm. sometimes You might see Tavernier in front But I do think cup competition is important for Rangers and Steven Gerrard. Steven Gerrard will be probably making that and highlighting that for these group of players. I mean, I, I get I get the theory, Colin, but I mean Rangers cantered to the league last season. It, it's it's not like they would. It's not like you can put extra focus on the league. They're, you know they're going to be focused on the league regardless. But surely that's the logical next step for Rangers is to win a cup, and that would surely point to Steven Gerrard taking them extremely seriously and not playing. Fringe players Just for the sake of it Well to be honest with you I was looking at it And if you think it So St Johnson won Two cups last season And no disrespect to them But that team would probably Not get anywhere near Rangers first team So to me personally For what I've seen in pre-season And what Stephen Gerrard Saying with players Chatting at the door and stuff I think there's enough like, Fringe players And maybe youth Chatting at the door To possibly do A good turn in the cup games I'm not saying that, like, Playing every single game Right through a final or whatever But to give the main players That break if they need it So that they're not Maybe picking up injuries or, And concentrating on the league And you know If we do qualify For the Champions League Group stage then You know And it gives people a run out If Fitton's not getting a game I think he could lead The line in the cup game Defoe could maybe Captain the side And then you've got Other players that could Fit in there Rather than putting Chattage out and loan To another country Give him the cup runs To give him the games To build them up uh, you know Just my way of thinking With that really You know And know the two cups Maybe just yeah. picking One of them And, and trying it You know no, I think he's he's got A, a great point mm-hmm. I think especially What um, Colin Is right in saying If they make the Champions League You could maybe see that More often mm-hmm. Because There's bigger It's yeah. a bigger game There's more pressure There's more physical Sure but I mean In terms of trying to win cups It's not as simple Because yeah I, I get it on paper You might say Cedric Eaton Is not Rangers first choice striker 
Um, well, Gerard's been but, happy when he said no, he's in, his best in, performer. In general, though, you, right. you know, you might say, um, "Oh, but he's better than St Mirren, or he's better than St Johnson, and therefore these guys can play." But I, I go back to it: the night that St Mirren knocked Rangers out, mm-hmm. Stephen Gerrard says we haven't performed well. I'm responsible for that. I made the decisions, the tactical and personnel decisions. I tweaked certain things. That doesn't sound like a guy who wants to do that again. Yeah, but it's in it. You're what six months down the line now. Four, five, six months down the line. I but think will that's his in focus a on position will his, will his focus on cups not have intensified since then? I, th- I think he wants to win a cup. Yeah, I do. But I think when you're in the the Champions League and the league title, the league is the probably going to be very important as well. I do think Colin has a great point. I, th- I think you might see a little bit more rotation. He spoke about it already about Patterson Tavernier trying to play in the same team, mm-hmm. and he also spoke about adopting a new formation. So you might see, as Stephen said, you know, it's going to be very difficult to do the same as what they did last year. So Rangers fans maybe have to expect that they might lose a couple of games, they might draw. You know, they're not going to going to have that sort of, you know, win every match every time. Um, so by adopting a new formation, sometimes you don't perform as well and you might not get the results. But again, that's evolving. That, yeah. Because he has to then adapt to the Champions League. Uh, he can't always play a 4-3-3. Can't always play a four three three in Scott in, in the cups. Can't always play a four three three in the leagues, and maybe that's another area that they're looking at. Colin touched on it. The league is enormous because it could bring guaranteed qualification mm-hmm. for the Champions League next season straight into the group stages. Been a while since we had that luxury. First was our 34, 35, 36 million, whatever it is. That for Rangers, given their recent financial results, is enormous. It wipes mm-hmm. out debts. It ends the days of relying the shareholder loans. So. You cannot, if you're Steven Gerrard or the Rangers board, be encouraging any gambles with the league championship at all. Thank you very much, Colin. The final caller of the evening before we kick off a new league season tomorrow. Let's just finish off with this teaser. Eight players who won a Premiership Player of the Month award in Scotland last season. Please keep your questions coming in full-time at Clyde1.com. Tavernier Goldson, Eduard Turnbull and Scott Robinson was the good shout anymore. Here goes Stephen. <laughs> no <laughs> uh, well, I'll that. go Davis Nope One more Rangers player Oh two more Sorry sorry Kent Yes Kent Kent And Kamara Nope Keep going We spend nearly every show Talking about him one way or another Alfredo Morelos Alfredo Morelos And the last one This was my second hope I, ho- I hope that you wouldn't get Scott Robinson And you did This one was my next one And you in particular Chris Burke should get it <laughs> Must be a Kelly player Really? A Kelly player With no disrespect player. It was obviously quite a difficult season You don't need me to tell you So who, who would be the only player at some point That maybe had the type of month where you go oh, What me? an impact Apart from you <laughs> <laughs> The only other one Somebody at oh, club last year won oh, st- I can see a major I dressing room riff coming here I'm now this is... Who came in and made a quick impact? Oh, Kyle Lafferty Kyle Lafferty there we go Thank you very much Stephen McGowan And Chris Burke I was already <laughs> excited About the new season And even more so After listening to these two And you guys as well It all kicks off tomorrow We are on air at 1pm Bit of a different start time for us Rangers v Livingston Up at half past one Dundee St Mirren Ross County St Johnson At three And then on to Hearts Against Celtic We've got two big games On Sunday as well But tomorrow Is where it's at The opening day Of a league season It could not be Built up any better 
It's going to be another season full of drama and twists and turns. Make sure you join us one o'clock tomorrow. And in the meantime, you can stay right there and get your weekend started in the company of GBX Fridays.